0: Kyoto Wellington It's Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM This is B-Side Stories Stories of the people who make Wellington tick I'm Laura
1: I'm Perain Yes, we are doing a bit of a series now on the young people who make Wellington tick, especially the young people with connections um, to Te Atiawa, Taranaki whanui, mana in Wellington. And it is my pleasure to have Maya Douglas-Baker in the studio. Ko wai kui.
0: Ngā, ngā kia, kia koutou, uh, Ko Edward Rawa, ko Renee, Ko pākira tāku teina, he uri tēnei nō te Atiawa Taranaki Whanui me Ngāti Tū Wharetoa. Ko Taranaki te Maunga, ko Tokomaru te Waka, ko o te Marai, ko waitohi te Awa. Ko Maia Mihingarangi te wārihi Pere Douglas Baker Kia ora, Maya. Thanks kia ora. for
1: that. <laughs> Do you, um, for those who, could, who don't know the L, can you give a bit of a yeah, translation yeah, sure. of that in English? So,
0: uh, kia ora everyone. Uh, my name is Maya. Uh, so basically I just talked about a bit myself and my family, who my parents are. Uh, I have a brother named Pākira. Uh, my parents, got my mum in here with me and my yeah. boyfriend Bowen. Hi guys. Kia ora. <laughs> uh, and so just talked about my iwi uh, and my waka, my so waka being the boat that I came from, uh, Maunga Mountain, uh, my river and my marae, the meeting house. Yeah.
1: yeah, nice. And so have your, so that has a bit of a story about your ancestors and You know, you mentioned Taranaki Maunga, which is obviously not in Wellington. But do you have a bit of a story of how your ancestors
0: got to Wellington and how long they've been around here? Well, um, so since I've started working at Fariwaka, which began in 2017, uh, I've kind of learnt from then how we managed to get from Taranaki to Wellington. Um, uh, It all started with the wars and how my people... We all travelled down to Wellington and we all also got to Picton, South Island, very, very top. Uh, so the three sections, Taranaki, Wellington and Picton, we've all spread out al- um, along those areas, uh, which is how managed to get here today. Um, and then it's how we have our whare waka here in Wellington to house uh, four of our waka that we have there. I'm not sure if Ariki did say The names, but we do have the four waka uh, te honunga, uh, te reringa kotare, uh, potu, and our youngest one being te tomata. So that's for our younger gener- generation and just to be with us on our journey. Yeah.
1: And so you have those four waka that mm. kind of are symbolic, I guess, oh, of.
0: Yes. Uh, so uh, our two, so we've got a waka and a waka teete. So the waka is a waka for men. Uh, that would be used to go to war. And But our waka in there hasn't been to war. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but our, our waka teete, so that's, we would say that's more of, of like a taxi, a bus for, um just to travel around, in, but these two waka are used for special occasions. Uh, we also do have practices on the weekends, on like a Sunday. We'll got a group come in, to go for a nice paddle. We um bring in many people. You know, you don't have you don't have to be Maori. We welcome all culture from around Wellington because we want to show what our culture is and just spread it amongst Wellington. Yeah.
1: And so and those waka are, those are all down there kind of yeah. able to be seen by oh, the public yes. down all at the Fari Waka.
0: Yeah. yeah, so um always welcome. We'll always always have our our arms open for everyone to come down. Uh, even if even if the doors are shut, just come into the cafe next door, just ask, Oh, am I able to have a look at the waka? I'm sure they will say yes, because 'cause we'll always welcome everyone and yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so how
1: did you kind of link up with the wharau waka?
0: Uh, so how that happened, we actually, I started off um, with our wānanga in the iwi. Uh, it was for our younger generation, so from age 13 to 19. Started off with that in Chris Fox, uh, she was one of the leaders in this group and she offered me a job to come in and just start learning more about where I come from, um, where where all the waka come from, and just more about Wellington history as well. And that's how I got involved, and I've just gone up from there pretty much, yeah. Mm.
1: So, yeah, growing up as a rangatahi Māori in the city, is it um, not everyone grows up knowing all of their history and their stories, and so is that something that... The Fariwaka is deliberately kind of reaching out to.
0: Oh yes, so um, with me being a descendant of Te Atiawa, um, I didn't know much about my iwi until I started working there, and it's really helped me a lot to learn more about this iwi and everything that is about it. We do have younger kids, my um, yo- younger younger kids than me. Um, Taylor, William, they are also descendants of this iwi, uh, from maybe sixteen, fourteen, and they've learned a lot more about the iwi, because we don't have many connections, um, before this, mm. this has really helped us to learn where our roots are, pretty yeah. much, yeah.
1: And how does it change how you feel about, kind of, either about the city, or about yeah. yourself, or your whānau, or whatever, by having, having more of those stories? Yeah.
0: Well, uh... I didn't know uh, I was actually from with to I see I being in Wellington. I didn't know we were from here. So to know that our Ewe um, are from here, it's really made me feel more at home. Because mm. um, you know, I, I was I was not born in New Zealand, so I was oh, okay. born in a different country. Moved here. My grandparents helped bring me up, while Mum and Dad come over after. Yeah. Um, didn't know much, and just to really know that this is where home is, it it's really, really nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: And have you, it sounds like you're starting to maybe transition into a space where you can help other people and support yeah. other people to learn more?
0: Yeah, so my brother, who is 14, really, really hoping to get him started with this so he can you know, learn more about where we are from and hopefully be in this position where I am at Te Whare Waka. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. Do you have, like, a favourite Wellington history tale or, you know, a oh. tale connected to your ancestors that you feel like sharing with our listeners?
0: I do have, I do, yeah, I do have a couple. <laughs> you can tell a couple. <laughs> or uh, There is one about Kupe uh, how he found New Zealand, Um, he did have his wife and his navigator on board, beautiful story to it, and there was also another one, Ngāke and Whātautai, so who are the Tanifa, our guardians of Wellington Harbour, but I'll just talk about Kūpe. So there's a big statue outside Waka. big one, Um, there's a man who's pointing, or he has got a patu in his hand, and then he um, also has his wife who is pointing and she is pointing to New Zealand and her first words when she did see this island was he ao, he ao, he ao, he ao te, te which is land of the long white cloud pretty much, yeah. and so how this all started, kūpe was um, we were all told that we're from one island, Hawaii and what happened there, pretty much, Kupe was losing kai food uh, because of this great big octo- octopus, the um, the feke. Mm. And so what had happened, he chased the octopus from island to a different island, which is where they um, came upon New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So the octopus
1: was taking the, yeah. taking the food. Yes, yeah, so <laughs>
0: with stealing... You know, I'm um, eating all the food. Uh, his people was were left with nothing, and so his mission was to try and get rid of this octopus. But on the way, that's when they did fire New Zealand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he did have three daughters. Um, who the there are three islands in Wellington Harbour who are named after them. So Machu Island, also known as Soames, and there is Makaro. And Mokopuna, those three those three rooms are also um, the oh those three rooms. Sorry, those three names all, are also our three rooms in the Fariwaka, ah, okay. our function rooms. Yeah, but with uh, so sorry, Going back to the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kupe and his three daughters and his wife and navigator. Um, able on the island there is, um Red Rocks. Mm. Is it? Yes, so um Kupe. Once he um, he got his family whānau onto the um, New Zealand, he had left to carry on to basically still find the octopus because it um, it run off and basically hidden somewhere. Mm. And so he went off. He found the octopus down in South Island, not too um, positive where, but he did find it, and he did. It was gone. He basically got rid of it.
1: <laughs> Is yeah. that a
0: you- <laughs> yes. Sorry, A just, nice way of yeah, saying. Yeah, trying to say it in a <laughs> nice way. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so with the octopus being gone, his daughters thought something had happened to him. So over at Red Rocks, they mourned for his death. Um, the reason why Red Rocks are so red, um, the three daughters had basically, how can I say this in a nice way? Um,
1: Yeah, so they kind of made themselves bleed on purpose to...
0: Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so they pretty much made themselves bleed um, as they had lost their father, which is why Red Rocks' name, Red Rocks, says there are red patches on the rocks, which people do say it it is the blood patches from those three girls. Mm. But back to the story, Cooper came back, And he thought, I have to get my people here as it's a beautiful country. So he went back to the island, got his people, and returned. And this is how we have New Zealand, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It really, yeah, I think it really changes your experience knowing a bit more about kind of how people end up settled here or when you're at, you know, next time. You know, we're at Red Rocks to mm. be thinking about that. I didn't
0: even know that. Yeah. It was crazy to know, wow,
1: that's yeah. why. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, yeah, kind of a, like a, well, there's a sadness to it. But yeah. then they found
0: out that he was still alive, yeah? Um, he came back. Oh. His daughter's, yeah. Um, that, okay. That's the sad part. <laughs> God. I know. Uh, and then... Would you like me to go on with Ngāke and pha- Yeah, I'd and love pha- you Cool, so our two taniwha in Wellington Harbour are Ngāke and Thai. So Ngāke was, I could say, the slim, fit brother. And Thai was the, oh, I just want to relax and chill out, not so <laughs> fit brother. And so pretty much um, Wellington Harbour was a lake at first uh, with the two taniwha living in it. Naki was getting bored of seeing the same stuff over and over again and he could hear seagulls on the other side of the hill and he thought, cool, I wonder what's out there, maybe I should go explore. So what he done, basically just done a big whirlpool around the whole lake to basically help him get out and jump over the cliff that was there. So as he'd done many, many, many spins, uh, it turned, the lake was eventually turned into a whirlpool and helped him lift out of out of the lake over onto the other side but he was stuck on the hill for a bit until the tide came up and helped him reach across to the other side which did leave a passage there and so what happened next was for Tai Tai he was getting lonely uh, missing his brother and he thought Instead of going through the passage, he wanted to be better and try and make a new passage instead of going through what was there already. So, he'd done the same thing what his brother done, but got to, we've got to remember that Fa Tai Tai was not fit like <laughs> his brother. And he was a bit bigger. And so with that, he did make it out of the water, but he did not make it onto the other side. He was trapped uh, on a rocky bit, which was quite high. And so he thought, cool, I'll wait for the tide. So the tide did come, but there was an earthquake that did happen, which did lift him up a bit higher. And so he dried out and he didn't make it. Uh, we do, uh, what's it called? Our Mount Vic lookout.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they say that uh, his soul lives up there with a bird who does cry out a lot, but the suburbs, Ha Tai Tai is named after Fa Tai Tai. Uh as that's where his body was left. Mm. And then Yeah. Yeah. That's uh our tiny fa Guardians of Wellington. So I I always feel safe out on the water knowing that, you know, we have one um bird out on Mount Vic who always looks out for us. Uh, as well as um for Tai Tai being in hut then tai, tai always looking out for us yeah so you should always feel safe when you're out on the water because they are always th- they're looking out for you that's great um
1: thank you for sharing that story right. and yeah nice to have that um to have those guardians yeah um so speaking of seafaring and being out on the water you've done a bit of that in our local harbor and
0: yep. overseas yes so uh, last year I, we did have the waka odyssey that happened beginning of 2018. Mm. We had, I think it was, was it three or four waka? Well, uh, three. So we had three waka, big, big waka. So, um, if you don't know what a waka Haurua is, it is a waka of Moana, the movie, those big, big ones, but just a bit more modern. Right. Um. And so we had them come in and we had four or three of our waka that are housed, we escorted them into Wellington Harbour with a big performance about kūpe. Mm. Yes. I was part of that. Oh, really? I let the haka, the kūpe. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, see? Yeah. And we did try and get Wellington, com- um, the Wellington community to get involved in all, and Awesome, you yeah. done the haka. <laughs> and so were
1: you on one of the waka?
0: Yes, yeah, so my mum and I, we were on the woman's waka um, and we escorted the waka um, named Hine Moana, Maiden of the Ocean. Yeah. So that was the waka that I went sailing on for a week from Tauranga up to maybe past Whangarei. Mm. So from middle of the north just nearly to the top Mm. and so with that um, I learned a lot about navigation um, how to sail put your sails up do lots and lots of knots but also learned how our ancestors traveled many many for many days just having simple resources and limited kai it was it was quite hard because we did have a couple days where it was horrible horrible weather been thrown around on the boat, but it was also quite excitement, a lot of excitement because I made a lot of friends from all over the place and it was a great experience, yeah. Mm.
1: So did they kind of try and replicate that experience of having really limited resources yeah. and having really self-sufficient?
0: Yeah, so they really wanted, just, they wanted to show us and basically tell us what it would have been like many decades ago because with our waka it had a motor on it so if there was no wind we just turn it on and travel but um back then you know they had to rely on the winds and the sun and the stars to get to places and that's what we had to rely on as well um using the stars and if it was a cloudy night you'd have to use the wind and just find a star or if there was a big um island in the background you kind of just want to focus on that island and not lose that otherwise who knows where you could be pretty much but yeah. That must feel great to have uh, some skills in your back pocket oh, there to well, be able to get your way around. That um, was a long time ago so <laughs> it might be a bit rusty but yeah it was an amazing experience. Um, they actually had another one happening this year I think uh, two waka in another big boat like uh, the spirits or spirit of adventure uh, yeah yep yeah, so from top of the north island down to the south island travelling around yeah wanted to do it but you've got to put your education and stuff first
1: yeah and so it sounds like you are a busy woman <laughs> um <laughs> so you're studying working doing touch going on the
0: waka do you want to Ooh. tell us <laughs> uh, so um with my studies i did do Māori resource management, but I really felt like that wasn't where I wanted to go. So I have applied to do Bachelor of Midwifery at Victoria, hoping to be a Māori midwife later on in my future. Yeah. Very
1: (laughs) important career.
0: Yes, well, we are in need of Māori midwives. Uh, My mum is actually studying to become a nurse, a Māori nurse as well. She's just finished her first year, so... Very proud of her. She's yeah. enjoying school more than me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, mum. <Mom. laughs> but yeah, um, I have enjoyed studies, made lots of friends um, with working as well. Um, I also worked in the cafe, which is right next door, well, which is in the same building as Te Wharei Waka called Karaka Cafe. Amazing food, mm. amazing people. Please go in, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Love it. Uh, made lots. Just, yeah, it's been great this year. Yeah. It's been amazing. Um, so I didn't do touch. I did sevens rugby. Oh,
1: sevens. Um,
0: started training for that, but had to go on holiday over when the tournament was happening. So so you had to go on holiday. Yeah, had <laughs> to go on holiday. Could be worse things, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, But
1: pretty much that's been it, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I guess it just thinking about you know all the things that are mm. going on in your life and all the learning that you're doing and stuff, yeah. um, do you have kind of, what keeps you kind of focused or do you have um, like special, I don't know, do you have fakatoki that you follow or um, how do you stay on track and be doing the right things for you?
0: Well, um, pretty much my parents, you know, they've set a really good path for me and they said, Don't waste your time on something that you don't want to do. And that's what I do like to follow a lot. Yeah. Just I honestly appreciate for what my parents have done. And I do really feel like they are the ones that do keep me motivated. Because when I am feeling down at my lowest point, my mum will always push me back up. You know, she'll always Mm. say, don't nope, You don't want to go down there. No, stick to this. You're doing so well. Don't give up. And oh, nice. Big ups to mum, and especially to my dad, and everyone else my whānau, You know, we always have each other's back. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like they, Fano is the backbone. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you made her. Yeah. <laughs> you made her Sorry, feel mum. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, thank you so much for coming in oh, thank and and sharing. Having me. Yeah, thanks for sharing your story. Um, just wondering if you have kind of any other ideas about your future that you want to share, or do you think you're going to stay in Wellington? Or?
0: Well, I don't want to leave home. Yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> That's um, a girl. <laughs> don't want to leave home. Um, and for I just have a tip to say as well for those who are studying or for those who do want to study next year, and if you're living at home stay living at home <laughs> it's the cheapest thing you get home cooked meals by by your mum that's the best thing ever
1: All right.
0: yeah
1: cool thank you so much thank great you. talking to you
0: thank you you're okay <laughs>